Okay, guys, welcome to another steampunk podcast. Uh, as always, we really appreciate you checking in wherever you are and taking the time to listen to uh, the stories that we are sharing and what we're talking about. Uh, today, as always, we're joined by Cameron and Toby, but we've got a we've got a special guest today uh, in uh, in Scott, uh, who is. Uh, an OG, a steampunk OG, and we're going to be talking, we've covered things in previous podcasts, kind of talking about Cameron's experience with his Kalita. Toby last week spoke a little bit about his Mocha Master, and uh, Scott has been dabbling in using an AeroPress, and uh, I also use an AeroPress, Cameron uses an AeroPress, uh, Toby has an AeroPress, but uh, has yet to has yet to use it, so maybe he'll he'll learn something himself from this conversation. <laughs> I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. And uh, Scott has been on his he's been on some travels around around town. He's the man around town. He's been uh, sticking to the COVID there. restrictions. Yeah, sticking to the COVID restrictions exactly. But uh, no, he's been taking his uh, taking his AeroPress on mini adventures so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that but first of all i think it's important to mention that myself uh cameron and toby have just come off a online cupping session it's my first uh online cupping session that i've attended it's uh hosted by rachel our head roaster she works in a roastery with uh lavika but she was running that and I was just wondering what uh, yourself, Cameron, and Toby kind of took away from that, and what you thought about the whole, the whole experience. I yeah, was, I was um, it was really good fun. Uh, that was my main takeaway. Um, I was mentioning in the on the on the Zoom call that it's like the first time that I've done like cupping in like over a year now. It's been it's been quite a long time because. Uh, back back in the day like in in steampunk we used to just basically all gather around the table all have all the cups lined up and then just be slurping away giving your your <laughs> spoon a quick wash in, in a in a cup of water between cups but um of course you can't you can't do that anymore that's uh that's a thing of the past sharing doing a big shared cupping session like that but um Incorrect. No, correct me if I'm wrong, but I probably should have said that a cupping session is kind of just tasting the, uh, getting getting the flavor and uh, analyzing the taste of the coffee um, before it's before it goes out to the general public. Mm, yeah, it's it's very much like a kind of um, just kind of like a flat level playing field way of like kind of referencing and comparing different coffees without you know different brewing methods kind of getting in the way or like sort of the purest form isn't it it's like yeah quite basic kind but of, in, yeah. at the same time it means it's a level playing field so you can taste all the coffees and you know exactly where you stand with all of them actually, i don't mm-hmm. know the history about it though i don't know if it's um i don't know what you know how it started but, and toby yeah. obviously you uh you were on the um on the session with your partner Sophie um what did you guys take away from the whole experience yeah it was good I mean obviously Cameron you're referencing like being able to do it in the shop back in the day like 
I had done it a couple of times before, but it had never been, you know, it had always been on quite busy, well, not busy shifts, but, you know, we'd occasionally try it, but it wasn't, you know, we didn't have the time to have it fully explained and, and to kind of really appreciate, you know, the coffees that you're trying. And normally in, in the shop, it's just, we'd occasionally, or I'd occasionally try whatever they just were doing at the time, whereas here it was a bit more kind of tailored. So actually with Rachel kind of bringing so much knowledge to the table and just being able to talk us through it all and have the time to like ingest all that information before actually doing the cupping was great for me because I actually feel like I didn't know that much about it before and now I'm, I'm much more, um, yeah, like have a better understanding yeah, every time of that we were doing of coffee. It, every time we were doing it in the shop, it was always kind of like, because we were behind behind the machine, we'd always have to like run back halfway through to go <laughs> to go make a coffee. Yeah, so sort of slip but, away for a for a cupping and then uh, quickly quickly return when something actually needs to be done. Exactly. <laughs> I guess. I think. I guess, it, so I guess that's probably a good thing of like me being an OG. Like I've probably been cupping for about what five years. Yeah, about five five six years. Um, and when I started like doing, I had no idea what it was for. Like when I started coffee, I had no idea about tasting notes or what should be tasting or different regions and stuff. And through the years, you actually adapt it so like easily. And like at the start, you when you're trying to think of flavors and stuff, you have no no idea. But then your taste buds just progressively start recognizing things. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of lucky that in the sense that I've done quite a bit of it like in the past. Um, mm. some of you new guys haven't done much of it and obviously with us closing yeah so it can be quite like um, intimidating at first like yeah. kind of cupping sessions like you gather around and then everyone's just throwing out slurping these, away. these wild flavours and yeah, yeah the, the aggressive slurping yeah. can, can get to you <laughs> see that's the funny thing like, if, like I've got quite like a loud slurp when I do it um, <laughs> you'd, you'd, have, you'd have customers turning around and going what the hell's he doing and it's like they think I'm being obnoxious but actually I'm just you know, it's a bit like a tennis serve, right? Everyone's got their yeah. own. You just have to find yeah. your noise. And, yeah, exactly. exactly. Find, yeah, exactly. find your noise. Express maybe, maybe that's one of the pros of yeah. the pros of doing it on Zoom is you don't get intimidated by the slurping. So. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was on mute, so luckily we we're all kind of. Yeah. It was a safe space to really play with our um, our slurping method. Yeah, um, yeah. But like was, throwing out great. the uh, the tasting notes. Yeah. Like I remember when I was first starting, just being a bit really nervous about making a suggestion in case it just gets shot down i like, know in case you're throwing something that's like, like a total a red herring <laughs> yeah. yeah and um but i think after a while you just kind of learn just uh just just say what's on your mind don't worry about yeah. sounding stupid it's, it's just like, completely wrong you're not you're not good because like in a way you're not actually wrong if you if you're thinking of something you can taste something do you know what i mean um mm. that's yeah. why the that's why the flavor wheel so uh so good to have you know yeah um, because there's everything from like earthy to you know spices to you know uh, chocolatey nutty all that sort of stuff. So it's a big yeah. Big Rachel had had spectrum. the wheel up for us, which was really helpful yeah, as well. So yeah. as we were kind of cupping and talking about it, we could see options, which I think is where the struggle is. You know, it's like partly mm -hmm. you know she was saying that you know like developing your palate is almost like developing a muscle. So in that sense, you have to have yeah. you got to put muscle in the memory, time to essentially. Work on it. But then also like seeing the options being like, oh, wow, okay, this this wheel simplifies it so much because you see, yeah, you're like, oh, fruity, right, okay, but oh, I can distill that into a bit more of a, you know, there's options here, I can kind of be guided by that. And even if, if you give me that coffee and I hadn't had the coffee wheel, I like the tasting wheel, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have pulled out those, you know, certain tasting notes that then I see as options. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's the flavor. I think that's the flavor that I can taste there. Yeah. Um, so it's totally. good. I also think it's awesome that... Uh 
Rachel's able to share her like knowledge and her experience because sometimes I feel that uh Rachel and Lavika are kind of in that corner and kind of uh obviously they're they're, they're very social with, with with ourselves but the customers don't really have that social interaction with them no and I think it's really no. important like I was saying in the previous podcasts encouraging people to kind of check out the blog space go on the website learn a little bit about the coffees so it was actually really awesome to because I mean, my knowledge of coffee is pretty minimal, even though I'm working at, at Steampunk. And it's really interesting hearing someone that is a professional. Uh, obviously, all of us are professionals within the coffee and hospitality industry. But hearing Rachel kind of go into a bit more depth is um, is really yeah, awesome. That's great. So, I mean, it's so, yeah. so insightful. And it's also reassuring because she does say, you know, it's really subjective. And so as you're saying, Cameron, like, you've just got to go with your instinct you taste that coffee and if if you've got a taste just share it because it also might be that they've not found that taste and you, you know it kind of sparks a conversation and i think that's great i think yeah you've just got to remember it is subjective and it's not there's no right or wrong yeah um, and thanks mm. to everyone who uh who who joined the session too it was really cool seeing that there was such a nice turnout and also people from different backgrounds you know it was awesome that that, that um gentleman was on it that was from like a whiskey uh whiskey background and he was kind of that's awesome talking a little sharing a little bit of his background and a little bit of his knowledge and how it's uh this similarity to to coffee tasting and whiskey mm. tasting and, really yeah. felt like a you know when you go and do a workshop and you speak to people you don't know about mm. this you know you've got like that you've got a shared experience that you're discussing so it's super cool that obviously I'm, i feel like we're all probably a bit you know, hungry to speak to new people and have new mm. conversations. So it was great. Like that guy kind of chipped in and talked about whiskey and you're like, ah, oh, amazing. Like you're giving me new information and you're a new person, but obviously all three like COVID kind of COVID safe, you know, socially distanced, whatever, like it's all fine, but it was, yeah, just nice to speak, speak to other people and kind of uh, see what's going on out there. It was a really diverse, yeah, nice, diverse nice way to, uh, nice way to spend a Sunday morning, oh, but on yeah. a completely different note, Toby, obviously you did, uh, live stream you made your pancakes for a, just did. a gen- gentle reminder to anyone listening it's shrove tuesday obviously on tuesday and yeah. uh aka uh, get, the big pancake yeah, get, get busy making pancakes guys uh but yeah toby talk, talk to us about about that well it was great i mean we so we essentially did um kath had already done one doing hash browns uh, and then we did another one yesterday, which is now on the Instagram forever. So if you do want to make um, just a really easy, simple pancake um, mix, then you can follow us on uh, on the Instagram page. There's there's the the live feed is uh, sort of saved on there. Um, and yeah, it was great. We had we had some people cooking along. We had some of our regulars, you know, sending in comments. And uh, I've decided to shave in a mustache at the moment, which was. Uh, a bit of a talking point for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's a good looking mustache. Mm. Strong task. Thank mate. you. Task. I'm, I'm not convinced about where I stand. I'm sort of experimenting, but you know, why not? Hey, it's lockdown. It's no one sees me apart from you guys on this call. What's so. uh, what 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 Sophie's verdict on the stash? Well, you know, Sophie requested it, so uh, oh, I, sort really? of, I sort of feel you know she she you know careful what you wish for basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's a bit of fun anyway. Yeah. And. Uh, and just back to back to the pancakes. Um, what uh, what do you guys like on your pancakes? If you even like what? pancakes, I don't know, Cameron. Um, what 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 are you saying? What do you like on your pancakes? 
Oh, I mean, Scott's diving to get in there, but um, I think for me, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Usually, usually Nutella is is good. Ooh, um, wow, we didn't have Nutella. <gasps> yeah, Nutella's yeah. good. Yeah, maple syrup as well. Um, yeah, yeah, those are my go-to's. Yeah, Scott, could go down a different route and go for like strawberries and cream on them as well. That's mm. saucy. My goodness, jeez. Mm. I've, I've got that myself. I got a big confession because I don't actually like like homemade pancakes and stuff. Like. I like, you know, the, you know, when you go to Tesco's, whatever, like Morrison's or Sainsbury's or whichever supermarket of your choice, like the pancakes are in the little plastic packets, like the, like you would get when you're younger. Those are my favorite pancakes. I don't like, I don't like the homemade ones. You know what I mean? I just think they're no offense. For, God, for the audience, uh, everyone's kind yeah. of staring off, rather surprised. Into, yeah, everyone's into like, the, really? the middle ground. I've my, just, my I've jaw de- hit the floor. I've just never <laughs> been a fan of pancakes. You know, but like, is it is it the effort, Scott? Is it the effort of making not, the pancakes? I just feel like they're too thin and they're just like, I don't know. Too thin? Oh, no, well, you can make fluffy, thick ones at home though. But That's, I think... Like, a, like just, a scotch pancake. They kind of just remind me of like, you know, French toast or like just omelettes and stuff. I just, maybe it's a texture as well, but I just prefer like the wow. stuff from like... I mean, I, you're, yeah, a, you're yes. an opinionated man, Scott. I mean, I went, I went <laughs> to Sainsbury's yesterday <laughs> and got chocolate chip pancakes and just put loads of love pack all over them and that was me sorted, so... Well, I think we have to come around to Scotty's at some point post-COVID and just sit, yeah. him in the, sit him down at a table and be like, wait for those pancakes and just rustle up a, <laughs> yeah. a steampunk recipe of pancakes. And uh, It's a deal. It's a deal. Teach him a pancake lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but what do I have on my toppings? That's a good question. I um, We talked about it a bit yesterday, but we I stuck in, I had some blueberries that needed used up, so I actually stuck them in the batter as they were cooking. And oh, then nice. flipped them and they just turned like super gooey in there um, and then topped that with maple syrup and a little smattering of um, cinnamon and it was just whew, actually now, now you've mentioned blueberries uh, I went to New York a few years ago I don't know if you guys know this but um, I went to this diner and I had blueberry pancakes and maple syrup so actually those pancakes are probably the best I've had uh, in New York so there you go maybe, maybe because I was in the Big Apple it was just like it was just like the whole you know, sentimental thing I don't know you uh, you heard it here. Scott only only eats New York pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. So I'll change that. I'll change that. <laughs> but if we're gonna, if we're gonna move on to the next segment of the podcast, I know everyone tunes in to these podcasts to hear my fun facts and I know everyone's dying to to hear my fun fact for a day uh which is is animal related I know oh, uh yes. I know they often are animal related but uh I just wanted to share with you guys that a snail can sleep for three years at a time wow three years three so let years that sink in. let that sink in yeah I mean that's a long time What's the average uh, age of our snail? Aver- like, average, what, what's the life expect- expectancy? Uh, three years in a day. They just yeah. <laughs> they have one big day out and then sleep three years and that's it. There's actually, I was watching a David Attenborough documentary, uh, it's not Blue Planet, I think uh, Our Earth or something like that, and there's this frog that lives in the Amazon. Or is it in the Amazon? Or somewhere. But it, like, it, it hibernates for the winter, but it freezes for like six months. So it's like 
ice and then springtime it starts defrosting like you take something out of the freezer and it's alive so it actually like is dead it's like technically dead for six months how nuts is that yeah, nature's, a, nat- yeah. nature's a beautiful thing man nature's a beautiful thing and uh one thing our audience you're always going to learn something new on these podcasts so it's always worthwhile to tune in Mm, I feel Scott stealing your thunder with the the fun facts. He's uh, he's trying to outdo you. Uh, that's why this is the first time he's been invited onto a podcast. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, back back to more coffee related uh, coffee related chat. And the reason that we got Scott on is because we know that he is a uh, a huge fan of the Aeropress. Uh, he. He he loves it. He loves it more than coffee itself. Um, I do. I love it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, for those people that don't know, an AeroPress is a way of uh, brewing brewing coffee. It's made out of four parts. So there's the plunger, uh, the chamber, uh, the filter papers, and then the filter cap. Yeah. Um, so it's a really nice, simple way to, to make coffee at a reasonable price. Yeah. Um, so, Scott, what is it that you like so much about the AeroPress? It's just it's super easy to use and like it's like super like functional. So like, I think we all enjoy espresso. We all enjoy flat white cappuccino, latte and all that kind of stuff when we go out to like various other coffee shops and stuff like that. But I think this is probably quite popular, but it's like, Bruce's ourselves, we probably wouldn't choose to drink espresso at home, you know? Like, it's not that, it's, I mean, some people say, it's not like it's a faff, but I like just drinking filtered coffee at home. Um, it's because it's like super quick, super easy. Um, and yeah, I, I think as well that, because I like going out quite a bit, um, going on walks, going up hills and stuff. And I'm not one for, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go and buy a flat white before I go up in the hill and stuff. So I think when I'm out in the hills and stuff, having, you know, the air press with you, um, it takes, what, one minute and a half, two minutes to brew. Um, super easy, super quick. Um, and, I'm, yeah, I'm just a big, big fan of filter coffee. Um, and, I think and that's the beauty of the air press that it can fit in. Well, really, it could fit in the back of your pocket. But when you're taking up a hill or a mountain, yeah. What are you packing in your bag, and how are you how are you going about using it? So what? what so everything that's in the bag. So obviously got the yeah, AeroPress. Yeah, I'm curious about this. Yeah. So, as you know, boys, you need to have you know the essentials when you're going up these hills. I mean, it's not Ben Everest or Mount Everest or anything like that. But you've got your flask of hot water, um, you know, and uh, I would suggest that you use Volvic water or bottled water for it, um, depending on where you live. Um, Scotland has the best tap water as we know but sometimes in the city you're not going to get the, the clearest of water so I'll you know uh, I'll put some volatile water in the kettle boil it up chuck it in the flask it's grand coffee uh, a couple of biscuits you know hobnobs what kind of biscuits hobnobs mate hobnobs, you know, hobnobs. with chocolate just, or without just, just with chocolate oh with chocolate you know those are the those as Peter Kay says are the SES of biscuits you know you can dunk them 30 times and they're still standing you know, that's what you want um, <laughs> are you are you taking a whole packet of chocolate hobnobs? Or are you like half in the packet? Oh no, I can eat a whole packet. You know. So you like, take it. You take that's that's in the bag. That's that's in the bag. Uh, mm-hmm. Extra hat, extra gloves. You know, because you know the further up the mountain you get, you, the colder you'll get. So you need to keep these extremities warm and all that sort of stuff. Um, you got your oxygen tank as well. 
Oh yeah, oxygen tank. You know, um, got that with me. Hiking any <laughs> any any fruit? I'm oh, quite yeah. partial to a banana. On banana, those. banana because of potassium. You know. And the energy levels, that's what you need. So a wee banana when you get to the top of the hill, so you've got enough when you go back down the hill. Um, what else have got there? I'm still just in shock from the, the image and idea of putting Volvic water in a kettle. That's just the yeah. most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I mean, <laughs> trust me, you do it. Like some, you want lovely water and, you know, it's the H2O and the pH levels in this thing. I don't know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> um, You're all good. So I've got a question. Can I jump in? Yes, sir. So you're boiling the water at home and then sticking it in what, like a kind of thermo, like um, a an thermo- airtight a ther- kind of thermo- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what are they a, called th- a therm... A thermostat or a thermos like a flask. flask. Thermos yeah. flask. Yeah. Thermos. Yeah. Fantastic thermos. thing. And that holds, yeah. that stay, stays hot enough for you to then brew with it yeah, at the top so of the cell. Yeah, so the flask that uh, Beth and I got actually keeps the water uh, hot for like 9 to 12 hours. So... Um, and when if we do like a five hour walk, if we're doing like say the seven hills or something, you know that's gonna be hot the whole day. Um, and as you know, like when you're doing aeropress and filter coffee and stuff, you don't want the water really to be bur- like boiling hot because um, that changes the way the coffee tastes. And then when you're up the hills as well, because the temperature of the air that freezes it, like it not freezes, but like the coffee will cool down. Um, and then yeah. you just find a nice spot of a view and yeah. set up your aeropress and. Yeah, press away. So finding like a sort of flat surface of the hill wherever you are. Um, you do get quite a few people looking at you thinking, what's this fella doing? Is he trying to start his own cafe up on the top of the hill? Which wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, <laughs> you know? But yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Um, I just like how easy they are. Like, you're not going to have a, like an espresso machine strapped to your back, are you? You can walk up a hill. That's why... Right, so talk us know. through the process. You've got, obviously, you've got your, as, as Pete's just kind of breaking down, we've got these pieces, the, there's four elements and the yeah. coffee. How, how, just talk, talk me through it. D- describe it to me. Okay, so what I do is I actually have a Hario mini grinder, hand grinder. Um, so I grind about 12 grams of coffee um, before going up the mountain. And... Uh, what I do is I wet the paper, uh, attach the filter uh, to the chamber, make sure it's on tight with the paper inside it. Um, I Why do wet, you wet the paper? Uh, I wet the paper just to get rid of that, sort of that papery taste um, because when you're plunging through the water, um, you do you can get like an aftertaste of like paper and cardboard and stuff like that. So it's just to get rid of that sort of extra like flavour exactly that might um, hang on to the coffee. Um and then I'll add, add the coffee in, and then I'll pour the water in. And some people might like to do it inverted or whatever way, upside down, all this kind of stuff. I'll just do it the box standard way, um, nothing too fancy. Um, and do you I will, stir? Well, see, now this is a thing. I was told a couple of years ago not to stir it because uh, it disrupts the coffee grounds. So what I do is normally when I've got the, uh, the coffee and the water in on top of the cup, I'll just give the whole thing a swirl so that you can still see the coffee grounds are staying intact on the top. And I'll just give it a little thing as well a couple of times. Why I do it, I don't know. I've just always done it. Um, and I'll let the water drip through a little bit, add a bit more water in, and then I'll press down. Um, and as soon as you hear, start hearing that kind of like rasping sound, that's when I'll stop. So this is the thing sense. about the AeroPress is like, I think just about everyone will have like a different way of doing it. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Like my, my way of doing it is... Um, I don't do the inverted method either. Yeah, yeah. 
I've had one or two accidents where oh yeah, <laughs> I've knocked it over. It's like got a very high center <clears throat> of gravity. It's easily yep. knocked over, and yep. you'll be amazed at how much mess it can make in yeah. the kitchen if if that happens. Um, but yeah, I usually pour it in one quick stir, then mm. leave it for a minute. Yep. Um, then take the take the plunger off again, and then like kind of break the break the crust yeah 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 uh, and then put the plunger back in again mm. and then leave it for another three minutes then push down that's yeah. that, that's my way of doing it nice. and for our audience the the crust is essentially the sort of the grounds right that are sitting at the yep. top and that kind yep. of um like bubbly kind of just the surface really of the of the brewing coffee isn't it exactly exactly I was gonna ask. Um, I was gonna ask yourself, Cameron. Uh, obviously, I don't know if you've talked about it on previous podcasts, but you cycled the North Coast Five Hundred. Did you drink coffee when you were doing that, or I think you told me that this, you were camping? This was, um, so this was like way before like I started working at Steampunk, and it's I make no secret that I wasn't a huge coffee drinker before yeah. started working here. So. Um, See when you're like doing doing bicycle touring, like the main priority is just packing as light as you possibly can, yep. like the the just the bare minimums. And I think um, I think to be honest, like brewing equipment is a bit <laughs> of a luxury. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, it really really depends on where your priorities lie. But when I am um, when I'm cycling up there. Uh, the be like the bar, like cycling up a, <laughs> a really steep hill. I'm, I'm gonna be a bit. You're regretting the like the grinder, yeah. gooseneck kettle. <laughs> <laughs> Just got back my in. espresso machine attached yeah. to the back of my <laughs> to the top back of my bike. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fair, so fair. you wouldn't. Uh, I mean, your... maybe maybe nowadays if I if I was doing doing another um, long distance cycle again. And there's and the air press go as in. well isn't there which is a bit smaller yeah 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 is, but i yeah. Spe- I'll, i'm just i'm trying to think of all the considerations you make um but you'd have to you'd have to get the stove going and heat up some water as well and uh yeah i mean i think just like a boost energy bar would do the trick better <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair that's the good thing about the air press go because it's small and you get an extra cup and you get a little rubber lid on it you like you can if if you wanted to you could put little you could put a bit of ground coffee inside the air press and you're sorted we, we and i think the with the with the with the air press go it all fits into the takeaway cup as well doesn't it exactly so you have like, yeah you essentially have a cup with all your equipment inside it which yeah is so yeah I've um, used it in the um, like in a camper van when we've yeah. taken the van like away. It's it's a really nice doesn't obviously doesn't take up any room at all. It's just a really nice neat way to uh, to make a coffee in the morning in the van, um, which is which is good. So, with regards to how how how's your how's your weeks been, guys? Generally, since last time we spoke, have you guys been up to anything interesting? Anything you want to share with the listeners that you've been watching, reading, listening to? 
Oh, I've just been been going for nice walks in the snow. That's that's been what's what's keeping me interested the past week. Um, oh, I completely yeah. forgot that it's been snowing. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's still anyone, out there. It's still out there. Has anyone been on the sledge? Oh, I've been sledging. Guilty as charged. I think Shoot. I saw a photo of you sledging, Toby. Actually, uh, it was uh, just just like unbridled joy. It's just lovely and so nice seeing. You see people out. You see like kids, adults. People of every age, every, yeah, just of every background. Everyone's just kind of about on a sledge and just having just mm. pure, unadulterated fun. I, it's lovely. I haven't actually been out on a sledge. I don't actually have a sledge, but um, so there's um, there's like a golf course near where I live and like the kind of main road for it. It never got cleared. It just had cars driving, driving over this empty road to the golf course and when I was walking my dog I realised it's like the most slippy, slippy surface thing. that I've ever been on Yeah. and if you take a run up I was like sliding for like 10 metres <laughs> along this road and it was really good fun until I absolutely wiped out oh and... no, <laughs> decked it yeah, yeah, even, even the dog was concerned <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know <laughs> yeah, uh, but no it's oh, been yeah. good yeah no, it's nice. I think just, just like just things looking different when when life has felt very samey, obviously for the yeah. past, you know, a while. It's it's just nice to look out, and be like, oh, you know, it's really also because it's nice so bright, and we've obviously had such yeah. short days for such a long time. Like it feels everything just feels a bit, yeah, just brighter. I love uh, I love the sound of you know when it's when you first go out after it's been snowing. It's yeah. just Ooh. something about like it's the so sound. Nice. It's all like quiet and still and crunchy that yeah yeah it's just really there's a stillness yeah it's beautiful arthur seat has been like like so busy um Mm. loads of folks skiing and snowboarding um even up arthur seat um you know uh i was walking there the other day and i went i went there yesterday actually went to walk with the dog and stuff um and yeah like the main path going up to arthur's seat is super slippy so i kind of decided to go around the front face of Arthur's Arthur's seat, which is probably not the best, but it was less slippy, and I kind of know a bit about rocks and that, so I was like, yeah, that's the way I'm going up. Wow, beast. Kind of of pretend I was like Bear Grylls and Aunt Milton, you know, but um, yeah. I love it. It feels like a good time to to bring up your your kind of coffee brewing code name, uh, which was revealed. We had a little little kind of private conversation with uh, with Kath about different things that we might be up to, and... uh, this guy cooked up a great name. So uh, Bruce Hillis, you know, oh. Bruce Hillis, you know, Bruce like Bruce and Willis like Hillis, you know, so I'm a bit, <laughs> I mean, I'm probably the same height as Bruce Willis as well. So, and, you know, same sort of fame. Bruce <laughs> Hillis. Bruce Hillis. Yeah. What I'm interested in, we'll have, we'll have we probably have a completely <laughs> different podcast about this, but I'm just interested in what you know about rocks, mate. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I still know a bit about rocks, you know, it was just, um, as my stepfather said, he's got loads of uh, outdoor education experience, you know, mountaineering and uh, some other stuff. Oh, he says you need to look for the right path. If something's too slippy, avoid it. If there's a lot of snow there and no one's touched it, go on there because it's easier to walk up, you know. And if there's a bit where you can hold on to it, you're sound. I mean, a bit, more, a bit more professional than that, but, you know, you know. Mm. In a nutshell. Um, Fantastic li- stuff. You're more likely to slip and hurt yourself if you've gone on the main path that everyone else has gone because it's going to be too slippy, so... Mm. I've yeah. um, I, it's been a long time since I've done like proper winter mountain walking before. Yeah. But, oh yeah. man, I, I remember one winter going up, um, going up Ben Nevis. Oh. Uh, for anyone who's like, who knows 
Ben Nevis is like kind of two routes you can go up. There's like the the tourist bit, and then there's another one called like the CMD Arete, which is mm. one of the best walks in Scotland. If, yeah. But you need kind of like mountain equipment. But oh man, I'd I'd love to go to go climb a mountain right now. Yeah. Wow. Probably shouldn't probably shouldn't go too far from East Lothian. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Berwick Law will have to do for now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> that's definitely nice. something I look I look forward to once like restrictions are kind of lifted to be able to do Monroe's and stuff you know um, I think it's like it's one thing that you know lockdown has I was, I'm not going to say it's taught me but I have appreciation for being outside a lot more um, you know I was having a conversation with my mum the other day and she said she used when we used to go for walks when we were younger we'd always ask why are we walking like where are we walking to what's the point but then it's the smallest things now that you just appreciate just being able to walk and go somewhere um, when you're like with these testing times. Um, it's about and, the journey, not the destination. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yes, Cameron. So that's like one thing I want to like have like a, a bucket list thing to do is try and get as many Monroe's done as well and be Bruce Hillis and make my coffee up in the in Monroe's. Yes. So, yes. So, so Ben Lohman is my first one to do again. So I need to redo that one. Um, yeah. Have you guys have you guys watched or listened to anything interesting in the past week? Uh, anything you want to share? Yeah, I mean, I actually listened to a podcast uh, a couple of days ago with um, a guy called Jason Fox, who's ex SES, um, and he's been on SES Who Dares Wins, and he's done um, stuff with like uh, cartels and. Mexico and stuff like that. And he was interviewing a woman who um, was, um, she was on the tube uh, during the London bombings in July 2005 and she lost both her, uh, both her legs. And the podcast was basically about her, how she turned her life around, like something like devastating happened to her. You know, she was a businesswoman in London. She was busy. She was going out all the time, she was having fun. And then this tragedy happened and she had to like learn to walk again. And it was, she was talking about her appreciation for the NHS and how under pressure and how stressed they are before there's a pandemic. And because it's so emotional and physical stuff they have to deal with every day and how this pandemic's been chucked on them and there's some to deal with that every single day. Um, and yeah, she, she, like, she became a Paralympian and stuff and it was just her, um, the way she dealt with the hardest times, the darkest times, and how she was able to get through it. And okay, she lost both her legs, but she ended up marrying a guy that was working in the hospital. Um, and her, the woman who was going to face was now her best friend. And now she, like, she's married to someone else. And it's just like, it's just how something negative might happen, but the outcome is a positive, you know? And this, the woman went and won. Um, it was like a silver medal in the Olympics, the Paralympics and stuff like that. And I just like found it so like motivating and inspiring. And just think, you know, people can be put in such testing times but the way you deal with it and how you get through the other side is just like amazing so yeah it was definitely sounds, one, yeah. Of, one of the best podcasts i've listened to quite emotional to be fair so that sounds yeah. really yeah really inspiring so who's uh whose podcast well. was that scott it was a uh, jason fox um so you just go to spotify type in jason fox he's got instagram uh all that kind of stuff um i kind of i kind of like listening to sort of ex-military um people at the moment just my dad being military and stuff like that um they get they, they get they get tested all the time when they're in war zones and all that sort of stuff and it's how 
they can switch off or they've got goals to achieve and think about what's ahead of them what rather than what's behind them or if they're plateauing and stuff like that. So it's quite, that's what keeps me motivated, listen to people's experiences and think they've had like trickier times facing stuff. Um, so yeah, I kind of like to listen nice. to that, that sort of really, stuff. Yeah. That yeah. sounds really good. I think we could all do yeah. with a bit of motivation in these um, yeah. lockdown times. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a slightly less inspiring podcast. I mean, uh, well, that's, I mean, it's a tough act to follow, but no, I've, I've been listening to a lot of Lou Theroux's podcast, Grounded, like super which is just cool because he, you know, his style of interviewing is very like, very him and mm-hmm. uh, he's had some really, some really interesting characters yeah, on. Yeah, so who's, who's he had on? I, I remember seeing adverts for it and it looked like some, he had some really interesting people on. But I listened to his one with uh, Frankie Boyle. Yeah, that was really interesting. He talks a lot mm-hmm. about kind of, um, he's sober and was an alcoholic mm. he talks about like he touches on you know men in scotland i think and and not talking yeah. and talking yeah. about how you feel and a lot of like male culture in scotland is dominated by drinking so that one's really interesting that's a bit more um kind of thought-provoking what else um he's had um he had a woman on who used to be a member of the scientology um church oh. and who's since kind of uh like rallied against it and speaks very openly against it um, yeah, but musicians, actors, um, journalists. Yeah, it's really good because it's very, it's not too, like, obviously yours is really thought-provoking and I think it's probably a really important listen. Um, but equally, this is something that's, you know, quite easy to have on. I, I've had it on when, I'm, when I've been driving or when I'm just mm-hmm. in the kitchen doing stuff. And it's, it's like, insightful without being too kind of, um, yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. That'd actually be a really good uh, podcast to do with Frankie Boyle talking about men and drinking and the kind of culture. And yeah, there is a big stigma of guys not speaking and we kind of use drink to kind of mask things and try and fit into that almost, I don't know, like a, that alpha sort of society and being like super masculine and stuff. And yeah, it's not, it's not about that, you know? need to open up a lot more and I think there's like times like this it's good to speak and just get things off your chest you know so yeah for sure and it's easy I think you know he he said he was getting far fewer well he initially said that he was getting a lot of messages through Instagram and through kind of social media asking for help and you know how did you do it and asking for guidance and stuff and he said since lockdown had begun those messages had just disappeared because people you know people who would have kicked the habit kind of mm. moved in the other direction because of lockdown so there's yeah. a lot yeah i mean it's we're living in like really complicated times so yeah but equally just reach out to people that's what i think i can't remember if it was that podcast or another one but just at the end they said like even just send someone like a wee emoji or like yeah you know just check in on your friends and make sure that everyone's just mm. just there and yeah just like let them even know if that you care even if like you're someone that's listening to this podcast right now, like even drop steampunk a message on Instagram because like I'm sure you'll get a reply within like ten minutes to an hour from you know uh, Kath or one of the guys and stuff. Um, like we like to strike up a conversation, yeah, and feel free to do that. Don't don't worry about dropping one of us a message and stuff like that. You know, we're all we're all in this pandemic and stuff together, and we'll get through it. Absolutely, so. yeah. We'll look after each other. So thanks for listening, guys. I hope that you've enjoyed uh, what we've had to share. Thank you, Scott, for joining us.
And make sure no if you enjoy listening to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe so you get uh, notifications when a new podcast goes up. We try and do these podcasts every week. Um, also, all the things that we've spoken about, uh, aeropresses, uh, hand grinders, mocha masters, kalitas, they're all available on the Steampunk website. And uh, as always, just check out our Instagram uh, at Steampunk Coffee. Uh, drop us a message. Show us that you've been listening. Take a wee screenshot of where you're listening to the podcast. Uh, I I really like seeing those. I like knowing that someone's listening to what we what what we're what we're talking about. So uh, take care. Look after one another. And as Scott said, just. Make sure you check in with people that you care about over the coming yep. coming days. Yep. See you later, everyone. Take care, guys. Stay safe. <laughs>